good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Really good ha- to have you on the Desi Sportscast, as always. Amazing support um, with the downloads on the podcast, so I can't thank you enough again. Um, hope uh, you keep enjoying the show. And um, as always, I think the main reason is because of the person that's with me. Nevin, good afternoon to you, my friend. How are you? All good, all good. Been traveling. I think we've lost Nevin, but if we've lost Nevin, it's uh, a really good time to welcome a guest on our show. Uh, Akash, can you hear me? I think we're having a few problems with us. This is the fun of uh, connecting Delhi, Kerala, and uh, the beautiful city of Leicester. <laughs> All right. I like how I like how Leicester is the most beautiful, according to you. But well. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. All right. Kerala offers serious competition. I'm sorry. No, I, I can't argue with that. All right, let's go put these uh, put our uh, viewers and listeners back. Uh, we've got some technical issues that we had resolved. Um, thank you for bearing with us. I know we've got quite a few playbacks, um, but um, appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, I was in the middle of my introduction, but um, let's just get into the show. Nevin, good afternoon, my friend. How are you today? All good, all good in the middle of a trip, but uh, I'm here on time for the podcast, so that's all that matters on a Sunday evening. Yeah, absolutely, and I really appreciate. I know you've um, you're in the middle of a very busy uh, period, um, and uh, we'll talk about that sometime in the show as well. But uh, how's your week been? Good. Yeah, perfect, flawless. I mean, so far, I don't want to jinx it, but it's it's been good so far. And Rohan will be happy that you're still wearing the shirt. So that's good. That's good. Um, it's also a very warm welcome to our guest today, uh, Akash. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you today, Akash? I'm very good. I hope you guys are well as well. Uh, well as well. So now, all of my listeners for the past two years will have noticed. Uh, the colors Akash is wearing. Now, I've been doing this show, like I said, with Nevin for a few years, for a couple of years now, and I've been crying out for a fellow fox in living in India, and I've uh, managed to trace him down. But when I did find him, I realized that he's not alone. There's a bit of a blue army that's uh, growing uh, in Leicester, in India. And uh, we'll talk about that a bit more. And uh, Akash, it's really good to have you on the show. Um, I just wanted to prove to Nevin that the Blue Army is in existence in India because he's always telling me about um, uh, all the toxics uh, following that uh, India has. Uh, but I mean, um, I, I've never denied the idea of a Blue Army per se, but just slightly different shade of blue. Akash, just to fill you in, uh, Nevin is a Chelsea fan, um, so it's the wrong shade of blue in our case. Um, but. <laughs> Before we uh, talk to Akash about um, himself and his passion for uh, Leicester and um, uh, and uh, about football where he lives, and the, uh, we have to start with the big game yesterday, uh, the culmination of the Indian Super League. Um, I just want your thoughts first, uh, Nevin. On did you get a chance to see the final? What are your thoughts on the final and the ultimate winners? Um, what a strange final in some sense. I think three mistakes define the match uh, for the two best teams to, you know, uh, to fight it out in a final and then the title to be decided on mistake. I think that's the beauty of football as well, right? Not everything is perfect and in that imperfection lies 
you know, our passion for football. It's the unpredictability of it. I mean, uh, a scoreline of 2-1 would have been predictable perhaps, but not not necessarily. You know, you, who would have imagined Sergio Lobera relying on long balls for goals? I mean, that's not something we would have expected in his FC Goa team. He's changed himself. Uh, he's reinvented as a manager, I would say. He's added that, um, that um, cutthroat spirit to his otherwise very uh, exemplary coaching. ATK and Habas, I think they were a little... I thought they started really well. They had like a good pressing game going on. I thought they were really smart for their first goal. But unfortunately, again, mistakes at, you know, crucial points. And uh, um, I feel bad for them. Uh, I do think ATK had the makings of a more of a cup team. And they could have made a name as well if they, you know, continued their success of being like a, a more of a cup sort of a team than like a league team. But I, I mean, more than the final itself, I was just thinking that I was just sitting back after the match and I was thinking, wow, we managed uh, an entire season without any glitch. And I think that's that's really cool. Um, I mean, we know the world is still, you know, fighting a pandemic. We had our lockdowns, we had uh, bio bubbles and whatnot. And uh, uh, to conduct a league like this uh, with all the complications of being in India, and pulling it off, I'm. I know I'm not really a big fan of FSDL and ISL, and I never. I mean, I never miss out on any opportunity to criticize them. So I'm just taking this opportunity to say, well done. No, I, I think that's an absolutely fair point to pull off this in such a um, uh, difficult time, like you said, without any glitches. Uh, it's amazing, um, and big um, up to the players as well because they had to live in those conditions. Uh, come out day in day out and put in the performances um, but yeah FSDL and the Federation um, fantastic job in pulling this off and quite rightly I think uh, Mrs Ambani said uh, that everyone should be proud and um, absolutely Akash what were your thoughts on the final? So the Hero ISL final was a bittersweet moment for me because originally I am from Kolkata and I am an East Bengal supporter and oh wow okay Mohan Bagan was playing and that, that, that kind of, uh, you know, assault uh, in the wounds. But, <laughs> but still, it's, it's, it's the Kolkata's team. So, I was rooting for them somewhat. But the, the standout moment for the for me was personally that Amai got injured. And that was a brutal injury. They didn't show the replay. They didn't show anything. And it took quite a bit of time for the ambulance to get in, get him out and he was passing out in the middle of the pitch and the players' reactions were horrific. So, that was my main concern. Apart from that, Arindam Bhattacharya, last season in, in February of 2019, I went in ATK's final game because after that, they were playing the final in Goa, I, I suppose, and uh, the COVID was starting. COVID was taking its place and the final was was, wasn't supposed to be attended by any fans. And uh, I saw Arindam Bhattacharya play. And always when the ball is played up front into the pitch and ATK is attacking, he always comes out of his box. I don't know for what reason. And he, he just stands there, looms there, until uh, uh, the opposition gets on a counter-attack. Then he drags himself back into the box, tries to save a few balls. I don't know what that mentality is. And I thought by uh, another year, he would have developed that Thing and rectified those mistakes because uh, the game I went uh, into uh, it was versus Chennai NFC and Chennai scored uh, scored at the last minute of the game because Orindam was dispossessed and uh, 
similar mistakes were happened in the last uh, final game of the season so they missed out on an opportunity just because orindam patejaria made two horrible mistakes that i did not anticipate at all yeah you make a very good point um, on uh, orindam and we'll talk about that a bit more but the main point i think it's ame uh, that was really a frightening moment um and i'm glad they didn't show any replays they don't show any replays of any bad in, uh, tackles or injuries in 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 the epl as you know and i thought i wasn't sure of uh, the broadcasters in india but i'm glad they followed uh, the same principle of not showing uh, but it was really really a scary moment and um, the good news is we've seen a couple of um, social media posts of him in hospital so that's really good to see and i think it was good to see the medical staffs of both teams uh going there to help him um uh, because um yeah that was a very scary moment and um but our thoughts were with him for a quick recovery and i think uh, the players came out and played for him i think they mentioned it afterwards that uh, they were all shook up but uh, they wanted to um play for him in the second half uh, mumbai city uh nevin um you could see uh in arindam when he won the golden uh, glove award that it was a bittersweet moment for him and akash mentioned it that he, i mean he he was to blame for both of their goals really really poor mistakes from somebody who's won the golden glove how, how do you explain that um strange because i kind of like him as a keeper and um, i mean akash has probably seen him more uh, i i don't think i've probably seen like one match like at a stadium otherwise i've been observing on tv and like akash said these are things that we don't get to watch in a tv because we are constantly monitoring the ball and not what happens off it uh so maybe this has always been a, a chink in the armor and, um, and that's probably why uh you know bombay and uh, mumbai resorted to a lot more of long balls and try to exploit that uh, uh that uh, flaw in him but that said um, i thought the first goal was uh, a miscommunication in some sense if he was going to come he was probably shouting to terry that you know he's making a charge but um i, I don't know what what was the, i do, i don't know if it is his positioning per se that is wrong here i think it is communication if he is charging i think he should have just communicated because i think it's still the keeper's ball if if terry had left it it was easy for them for him to catch and the second goal too i i don't know after the goal i i there were a couple of close ups of iron when he seems he seemed distraught he seemed yeah. like he was no longer in the match and he was scared of the occasion or something and that itself you know that's not something you expect from a experienced keeper and i'm wondering Hey, he should be the last person who should. Be, I mean, I can understand if it's like a 21-year-old uh, who's playing his first big, you know, match and. That was uh, like, yeah. yeah, I also I'm sort of like really worried for his uh, mental state that at that moment, and then uh, to have a second error must have like really destroyed him. Uh, but now, now that uh, this is being observed, now that I I just listening to Akash, maybe. that is a reason why he is not in the national team because i was surprised that he wasn't selected and i thought it was unfair that he was not selected um uh, but maybe this is something that the you know the scouts and the coaches in the country have already observed and understood okay you know arindam has some flaws in him so very interesting observation from akash yeah we talked about this on the show and uh, i think ron was saying that he was very surprised uh, his omission um uh, but there were really gla- uh, glaring mistakes i mean even the comms were saying that they didn't hear any shout in terms of the first goal and the second goal i think it was panic uh, but like you said 
for a 31 year old who's played every single game in this ISL and he's got the experience. Um, it was very surprising. Um, Akash, that was very interesting in terms of your insight into Arundham. Um, obviously, you've seen him a lot more than I have, and um, by the sound of it, Nevin. Um, were you surprised when he wasn't called up into the national team? And were you surprised? Well, you were obviously seeing that the development hasn't happened so from his flaws last year to this year. Akash, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, and were you surprised when he wasn't selected for the national team, or you're not surprised considering the insight you gave us earlier? I, I, was, I wasn't really surprised because his positioning is bad. I've seen that. I vouch for that, and I have seen him quite a lot. And I think uh, in terms of goalkeeping and uh, the command, uh, the commanding in charge, a goalkeeper should always be command of his defenders, right? So I think Gurpreet is a better selection than him because he had also the, the the big big match experience like he played for Europa League uh, for his Norwegian side. So so yeah, maybe his positioning uh, drawbacks keep him aside uh, for being selected as a national keeper. And in terms of the final itself, um, obviously he'll be known for the um, the injury to Ame and the errors, uh, but. I think it was also, uh, in terms of performance, I was really, really impressed once again by Bipin. I thought he was outstanding in terms of his um, running and uh, his commitment and his... Uh, what were your th uh, thoughts on uh, that, Nevin, on his performance? Uh, I think it summed it up. Um, I mean, when, uh, when he was keeping Farooq Chowdhury out of the team in the initial parts of the season, I was wondering, like, wow, you know, um, Farooq was arguably the best Indian player last season and uh, a player in form and a player that should have ideally suited uh, Sergio Lobera's style of football. So to keep him out and constantly be this, um, he's perhaps, I know Apuya got it, but I thought he is right up there amongst the best Indian players uh, of, of the season. And um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you saw the tweet. I remember coach uh, Tongboy Singto talking about him in 2016 in a press conference in Chennai and he had brought this shy young Vibin there and uh, Vibin there and uh, introduce us uh, introduce him to us journalists there and uh, we were all wondering because we, we didn't know I mean Lajong had better players back then so we were expecting some of them and no he brought Vibin and he said he's going to become a star one day and uh, I'm sure uh, Coach Sangboy was actually sitting at uh, the Kerala Premier League match between Kerala Blasters and Kerala United yesterday and doing his work, probably scouting other talents out there. But I'm sure he would have watched it uh, final and felt some sense of, you know, hey, finally one of my product has reached the potential. I mean, it's up to Bibin to obviously continue doing this. I mean, we don't want to hype him up for one mm. season and lose him. But I think he's got the right head on his shoulders this perfect attitude ability wise top notch and that is not an easy goal by any stretch of imagination no, imagine just... the pressure yeah to you know calmly slot it in the in the right place because there are like multiple defenders and goalkeeper jumping in front and uh, and Ogbeche too that's a senior player that's you know he's kind of taking it off Ogbeche to have that confidence is uh, Stella stuff, and I hope uh, he goes on to do this for many years and produce the same kind of magic for the national team as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, was it Boomer who men- uh, missed uh, pretty much an open goal for him just uh, a few minutes earlier? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the goal I thought he took uh, really well, I catch with his left foot under pressure uh, in the last minute. The pressure's even intensified, but he, he was calm as anything and placed it. I would like to know your opinions on the goal that was cancelled for Mohan Bagan, the offside one. I thought it was offside. I thought he was in. Uh, he was offside when the go- when the kick went uh, when the uh, free kick went in, and I think he was in the sight of the goalkeeper. Uh, but that's my opinion. I'm going with the comms there. I I tend to agree with them. Nevin. Yeah, same, same. I also agree. Um, it's not like they've given so much clarity on why this decision was made, but I can also I can kind of think that as a reason. It wasn't as blatant as we've seen a lot of other. I mean, we've seen referee mistakes throughout the season. So considering oh. that, I don't think this, you know, I know the consequence is larger considering it's a final, but I didn't think it was a very blatant mistake. If not, like it's a, it's a, it's a 50-50. Mumbai might, might, might say, uh, was it a penalty on Bipin? I thought that was a fair shot. I, I, I guess, what are your thoughts on both of those? Um... I thought because in the offside situation, the defender really put the ball into his own back of the his back of the net. I mean, his his own goal. So I don't know if it's an own goal. Should you consider that Roy Krishna was offside? And if, he, if he was in the sight of the goalkeeper, if he was putting the goalkeeper off, it then looked that's like their, it. it was... That's their justification, or the comms rather, not the officials. I understand that, but uh, still, uh, in the final, those calls are always going to be controversial because it takes really a certain amount of courage to call those on spot and they don't have replays. So, according to me, if there was a VAR check and available, that would have been great or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure India is ready for VAR. Um, yeah. did, did you think um, uh, Bepin was fouled? Was that a penalty for you, Akash? Yeah, that was a penalty. That was for sure. So if you look at it, swings and roundabouts, you don't know if the penalty is going to be scored or not, but um, you could uh, see it from both sides. Um, In terms of ATK, um, you have the Golden Glove winner, you have the top scorer. um, They're always there or thereabouts. Um, You've got to feel for them in terms of how the manner of losing in the last minute is never nice. But I thought they played really well first half. The pressing was there. Um, I thought if it went into extra time, like you said, Nevin, um, earlier, uh, Mumbai was seem, seemed to be playing long balls. Uh, maybe they knew about the goalkeeper, we don't know, but it seemed to be a different Mumbai. But it was a different ATK. It seemed to be the ATK from the second leg of the uh, playoffs. Um, yeah. But how do you see uh, their season and um, um, how they performed this year? I thought they had a good season. I mean, considering the money they spent to have one nothing is always sad for them i mean not for us but uh, um i don't know this is this is the risk that you have with habas football it's always very fine margin when you try to win a match one nil or like you know by uh, by like uh, always kind of reliant on their clean sheets and stuff like that you can't afford to make a mistake at all so i think that is the biggest takeaway for atk i mean you have so much talent in that side why not play a little more attractive or, you know, a more flamboyant brand of football? I know, I don't think Habas is going to ever change. This is this is who he is. I wouldn't be surprised if they sat 
um in the summer we man- uh, the management and thought you know do you need to push forward in in terms of an ideology or to stick with habas and mind you i'm not saying habas is a bad manager at all i as a chelsea supporter i kind of you know started liking my team when you know mourinho was having his early years with the side and i mean chelsea were doing the pretty much the same thing so this is not to criticize habas but for a team with so much talent uh that you know their b team can probably challenge for a trophy um to be playing this kind of football i think they should really you know think hard and uh, you know strategize uh, and i thought i thought the final was it was their game i feel because mumbai wasn't looking all that confident early on no. they they were pressing hard and um, um they were finding things in the armors of uh, jahu and uh, fall and uh, players like that so the strategy was spot on initially but why did they take it off you know why 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 couldn't they sustain it or uh, you know did, did you would you have wanted uh, habas to have like a more uh, more attacking of uh, you know option out there um, so yeah i don't know it's a it's a very tricky one to sum up but i would say um, i wouldn't be surprised if atk management sat together and really thought hey do we want to do you want us do you want the team to become this defensive unit and make a name that way or do you want to move forward in terms of ideology yeah and it'll be interesting in the summer akash uh, in terms of they made a statement by bringing um jingan into the side uh, just reinforcing um uh, the squad that's uh, nevin has already mentioned this probably got a b team that could challenge um but in terms of retaining their players I don't think they've got any issues with the finances but uh, how crucial is it that they keep uh, Williams and Krishna up front They should retain those two players because they have been they have been in the system for 2 3 years now and uh, already ATKMB merger got them a championship side because one was the winner of the ISL another of I league so they already have a championship team yesterday when they did not win that match i felt like mohan bagan lost the match as much as uh, mumbai won and uh, to put into perspective they should uh, they should i think uh, continue with the system because until havas stays i think similar kind of football will be played until they see a change in the management and uh, roy krishna uh, is a spectacular player if you judge him uh, based on his solo performances he he is of a certain caliber player that uh, i don't think we have seen such a player after ian hum hum was a terrific terrific player and uh, atk have him as a prized position i don't think they are going to let him go to any any club whatsoever and i have got a interesting uh, question for you guys what do you feel about this because yesterday was the final of isl right and it went without spectators but the, but on the same hand the the t20 cricket match is getting uh, 60k audiences uh, how does that work i mean cricket is getting all the fame and attention that uh, it has always been always been getting and uh, football a final of this this level doesn't get a single spectator allowed into the ground why are we one side biased on one side and just just allowing all the all sort of nonsense in the in, in the cricket side my my view is that if you opened it up um if you might have risked Mumbai city fans coming into Goa you might have risked people from Kolkata going into Goa so i'm not sure if Goa would have 
been ready for that. I don't know. That's just my personal view. Whereas in cricket, you're going to get just a local crowd. You're not going to get many people from outside the city or maybe outside the state coming in to watch that game. Um, Nevin, what do you think? Literally everybody from India is going to Goa anyway. <laughs> so, so I don't think, I don't buy that reason. Everybody's chilling in Goa. But um, I mean, can I just smile as the answer because? You would never. I mean, you would never get to know these uh, answers at all. I mean, it just uh, he's got he's got a valid point. Why was it not allowed? Why was it not thought of? I can only think of it being already decided and they're just carrying on with it. And uh, nah, I mean, for for players to have sat through a bio bubble throughout the series and then um, you know risk everything in the final match, could that have possibly played a role? I don't know. I mean, we can only. Um, you can only guess these things. I would have ideally loved uh, for the season to end with a lot more of people around. That would have given some sense of closure to a very difficult um, ISL season. Um, but honestly, I don't know the answer to it. I can well, only guess. Just to give you a bit of insight here, you probably already know that they're looking at allowing crowds for the last two EPL games, um, around 10,000. Uh, we'll see if mm -hmm. that actually happens. And I think they've also allowed... Um, the FA Cup final will be a test event with 20 or 30,000. I think they've announced that as well. So, um, yeah, it could happen. But, um, yeah, it's it's one that we won't know the answer to, Akash. But it is a fair point, uh, like Nevin says. Um, but talking of uh, the champions, and they are worthy champions, uh, the Shield winners and, obviously, uh, the win yesterday. Um, is this the result of City Group or did Mumbai City were in that progression of becoming uh, a top team in India, Nevin? Um, both, both, both. I mean, I don't think Mumbai was anyway close to becoming a top top side before the city group took over. I mean, they had always shown potential, but never like a consistent top four finish or anything. They brought a system. They just didn't buy players. They brought a Lubera's tried and tested system in terms of getting the players he wanted also. They brought Jahu, Bumu, Fall, Mandar, uh, top, top players. Then you also have the likes of Farooq coming in, Farooq Italy, even uh, Vipin had a great season. So, they brought in a system that uh, that was uh, guaranteed for success. And uh, so, in some ways, when some people accused, accused City Group of buying the league, it is true. Uh, but they were allowed to do that and uh, they have the space to do that. And um, uh, considering the space that we are in, in in terms of Indian football, to have money flowing in Indian football is always nice because that sort of, you know, is a trickle-down economy and it will help the smaller teams as well at some point, if not immediately. Um, uh, so, I, I, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a complex system. I, I'm not saying City was a bad team, but City was nothing... Uh, close to this, you know, this is a very lethal winning, winning mentality team. And uh, and I felt good for those players as well. I think they were all superb in Goa and they deserve, perhaps deserved a title with Goa to, for, for them to come and win both the league and the, uh, the title, the cup. Uh, I mean, it must have felt nice. You know, I mean, we've been doing this pod podcast for almost two years now. And uh, um, I am a big Jahu fan for all his theatrics and all the drama he does. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Uh, one of the best I've watched with my own naked eyes. And uh, so 
I mean, I know he's no, not the most easiest to love. I think he's somewhere like a Suarez that way. Exceptional talent, but not necessarily the best behavior. But for him to win a trophy also, I felt quite nice. And so, again, um, this was more to do with sort of a closure. Like, hey, this is a nice ending. I Because I don't see a lot of these players returning to India next time around. Because I do think City Group will again put money. They'll again probably invest some younger alternatives to these players and uh, because I, I even for Jahu I thought he was struggling towards the end of the season and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't turn up for the next time around so that'll yeah be, that'll be a huge loss um, if, if they don't come back because um, uh, Jahu does uh, shore up that uh, uh, midfield and defence uh, and the tackles he puts in and, and the long ball that uh, got them the the, the goal, even though it's through a mistake, but just carrying on with that analogy and City Group, um, Akash, uh, it, Sergio Lovera has now won pretty much everything in India since he's been there. Um, my question is, do you think he's the equivalent of Pep in the sense that he needs the top players and that's you know, he's winning all these trophies? So, do you think he could go to with the greatest respect to Jamshedpur and? bring out the best in all the players that he would have around with him there, or does he need these top top players? Probably yes, because he has the trophies and the results to prove it. And uh, his management skills have undoubtedly been great, and it works in this system. And uh, yesterday's win just, just emphasizes that. And uh, drawing analogies with Pep, well, I, I have got a got a got a vendetta against Pep because people claim that he is the best manager but I don't think they should say that because he has always been heavily invested with the top teams and uh, I don't know how much of a managerial caliber that requires to do because he has been with Barcelona, Bayern Munich and Manchester City. Those are rich teams, those are top tier teams. But uh, managers such as Jose Mourinho, they won the Champions League with Porto those things demand a certain level of respect. Also, Marcelo Bielsa recently promotion of Leeds that was a spectacular story in itself. So I don't think that until and unless Pep Guardiola challenges himself with a smaller club with a tighter budget, that's where the main managerial skills comes. Because Manchester City, as of now, doesn't even know their best eleven, and they can always rely on any player. They can randomly select a back defensive line because everybody plays great and everybody is a 40, 50, 60 million player. So, until and unless you are tight with that, because if you compare it with, okay, we'll get to Premier League when you say, I'm not going to start. No, no, that is a very controversial uh, statement you've made. Uh, it's often brought up in um, talk shows and uh, call-ins here in England about Pep and, um, and nobody. I mean, if you speak to the pundits and all the experts, they are, he is the best manager by a long way. Um, and they're comparing him to Sir Alex because um, the only difference is Sir Alex didn't do it outside Man United. Uh, obviously, he had the Aberdeen before. But in terms of Pep, um, I don't think anybody will um, accept here, unless you're not a Man City fan, that um, he wins trophies. He brings the best out of the players. I, I take your point. I, I disagree with your point, actually, now that you bring it up in the sense that I, I think he is a top, top manager. He does, just because you buy top players doesn't mean that they'll, I mean, look at Chelsea now, the money they spent um, in the summer. Um, I love it in India. <laughs> sorry, Nevin? 
Yeah, thanks. No, I'm saying you had to rub it in. <laughs> no, no, I think, um, and you mentioned he can play any team. I think he's brought in that system where, look at uh, Stones. Stones took a couple of years to adapt to the Pep way, and now he's reaping the rewards. Um, he has to um, play in the way the Pep wants him. I think he is uh, tough with the players. Um, I think he's very if demanding. May, if I may just interrupt there uh, and ask Akash this question. Why do you think all these big guns, you know, Barcelona, Bayern and City are investing so many millions for Pep? Isn't that in some sense, uh, you know, they trust this guy and he must be so good if they're pouring all those millions on this guy, right? Personally, I think that he is an artist who paints only with expensive set of art, uh, paint brushes. And... But that doesn't make him a less of an artist in any way. That doesn't, but it's harsh to, uh, you know, compare him to a, a manager who has done it with a smaller budget, smaller club, higher expectations. Like, you, you, you said Bielsa is a good good manager, but what are his achievements? He, his achievement, uh, to me personally, his achievements are that he plays a robust kind of football. That, is it? That, I mean, I've seen I've seen Man United score so many against them. No, I'm not talking about. Uh, they have not adapted well in the Premier League. That's for sure. But but uh, from the last two two three seasons, the uh, two seasons, uh, the way BLs have played with dignity, uh, with robustness, and he didn't care about uh, his defensive line because he's he's he in his mind he thinks that. If the opposition scores three goals, he will score four, and that's a mentality. I mean, why do we need to? I mean, why do we need to highlight it as a great thing? I mean, so consider this: somebody like a Sam Allardyce has saved uh, many clubs from relegation. That that's that's really cool, right? That that's equally a great achievement as well. Bharat, um, um, if I'm, uh, I somehow my charger is not working, so my phone might just switch off at any point. All right. Okay. We we will carry on as long as we can. Uh, but Akash, just on your point, I think that if you put Pep in charge of PSG, um, although he'll win titles uh, with his second team, I think he will challenge. When you look at uh, the money PSG have invested in players, their managers have just not brought the titles that they want with his Champions League. I know Pep hasn't with Man City and Bayern Munich up till now, but... Um, I think that's the difference between a Pep and different managers who have spent a lot of money but not got the results they wanted. But I don't want to uh, uh, you know, disagree too much with the fellow Fox, but it's a fair point and it's a conversation piece that we should do in the summer, definitely. Um, I think we've lost um, Nevin there, which is unfortunate, but we'll carry on, Akash, because it comes to the main um, uh, part of the show and that is the shirt that you're wearing. Um, it'd be really good to hear yours. Well, before we come to that, I, I, I just lost my train of thought when we went on to talk about Pep and um, what have you. Uh, you mentioned that you are from Kolkata and you're an East Bengal fan. How was your uh, season? How did you view East Bengal? I mean, it was a very last minute entering, entrance into the ISL. It, was, it wasn't expected uh, for a long time. Um, and, you know, you've got a big name as a manager there who who always gave us content with his views and his opinions on the show. How did you view uh, East Bengal's first season? So it was our inception season and uh, the squad was uh, 
put in, in into a hurry and uh, at the last moment as you said the inception of the team was done and they got robbie fowler in but it took quite a bit of time for robbie fowler to recognize his best 11 also uh, the players that we got weren't that good i would say because uh, the first game and also that doesn't help that the first game that we had was a derby and they had the championship side they won all the trophies there is to win in, in the previous season and we are introduced into the league with a derby and that's never a good sign the players were not that confident but well then they got thrashed and uh, since then the team has been trying to rebuild and escape that last position and they have done that also they have uh, found a gem of a striker uh, yeah. uh, in the name of bright yeah. and uh, i think isl should do this more because they should bring in young talents who who are not really recognized by their uh, academies but they they are good in this system and they can also learn and develop because here you you get certain players who has done it all and who has played at a championship level or premier league level they can learn from them and also they can facilitate their career further on so uh, personally i think the season wasn't good but it's it's not as bad as we expected it to be yeah considering um you know the pre-season or lack of a pre-season and um but one final point on that and we will talk about east bengal more because um hopefully you'll come back on the show uh, again uh, but did you think that was a team being built for the i league did you agree with robbie fowler when he said that uh can you repeat your question did you agree with robbie fowler's statement that that team was being built or uh, was created for the i league it wasn't ready for the isl the squad it, it... it it wasn't ready for the isl i understand that but uh, i don't think that uh, i mean a few more addition to the squad would definitely uh, would have benefited the squad i think they look very weak in attack the midfield was good the defense was uh, okayish but overall the attack system we didn't have an attack prop, a proper attack because jj wasn't playing he was benched mm-hmm. by robbie fowler we brought bright at the middle of the season and then he impressed it was too late uh, i think a few more additions and then uh, top four finish would be a possibility for this side as well and uh, would you like robbie back i know he's on a two year contract but you, you don't know with contracts in isl not a not a big fan of his managerial ways but uh, i'll take it obviously i'll take it because the the team was looking to build on on a certain foundation so why change the system if it's slowly building and rising up Absolutely, yeah, and like I said, he always brings his content with his views and opinions, and it's cost him a few um, um, uh, amounts of money. I think he's been uh, uh, fined for a few of those opinions, um, which we didn't agree with, by the way. Uh, but we'll talk about him and East Bengal in a bit more. But uh, moving to the colours that you're wearing, um, obviously, it makes me incredibly happy uh, to see those colours uh, anywhere in the world, but especially back home. um how and when did you start supporting the mighty foxes i started to support the foxes at the at the start of 2018 okay not uh, not right after they won the season but uh, at the time that they were like dropping down dropping down not being consistent with managers changing managers it was a very bad time because riyad mahrez was leaving mm. we didn't find the right amount of replacements to you know reinstate our squad and uh, it was it was a bad time but 
that's the fun of football like if you support i i, I personally feel that if you support a mid tier team or a or a, a team that is not famous for its history or winning winning or, or surviving always in the first division i think that, that is a great way to support a team because you learn through the hardships through the joys and slowly you grow with the club that's my point and when the when those sweet victories come in those taste a lot sweeter oh, with this so kind sweet. of meal yeah yeah i've seen them in division 1 as you know um and um you're absolutely right um they they do uh, mean a lot more but in terms of why 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 lester because uh, i remember i was watching this game uh, jamie vardy was going to score his 11 11th or 12th against Manchester United to beat yes. Wood Van Nistelrooy's goal. I saw that and I went crazy for this team. But uh, I was I was giving my board exams and all that, so I couldn't follow. And I don't like to you know just associate myself with a team and don't follow their journey. After 2011, uh, 2018, I got proper time to watch football, invest in the team, know about the history, culture, what their philosophy is, and then. build a solid foundation and connection with the team and since then they i don't think they have disappointed they have uh, slowly risen back again and it's a, it's a gradual process but uh, not an exponential rise as we did in 2016 but definitely we are getting back into the top 3 i would say not top 4 i, I think this is a lot more um, a, a solid foundation uh, after the premier league win i think um, brendan is building a team uh, that looks set for the next few years if we can retain our players which i think we will um but you mentioned that vardy's goal i remember christian fuchs pass for that one that's what uh, in my memory of that particular goal uh, it was a, it was a brilliant moment and uh, to witness um but how do you think um, last season what were your thoughts after missing out on the champions league oh we was it's hard because we were doing so great uh, we were in the top 2 top 3 position challenging for the no i will not say challenging for the title because liverpool won it uh, for long in the, in the middle of the season almost mm-hmm. and uh, we, we were there we were contesting for the champions league spot and it was secured at one point then covid happened and we got the worst of it because our squad got injured ricardo pereira chilwell everybody got injured madison got injured and slowly after the restart i don't think we played well at all our system was shaken up then i remember in a game uh, sonchu got a red card casper mm, considered goal i think it was against bournemouth yeah yeah it was against bournemouth and uh, then at the final day of the season if you're facing manchester united it's always a gamble you can't be sure that you you are getting the spot because manchester united had the reverse effect of the lockdown yeah uh, as yeah. we did because they mm. just bounced back up and we just dropped down and we kept dropping down but i think we're still lucky because we qualified for uh, europa league and i think uh, as the team was back then uh, europe europa league spot was uh, not uh, very good but we'll take it i mean it was a good season it gave our club uh, a, a bit of recognition again in the european competition back in europe uh, and we start to build up from there yeah i agree and i was really happy with the europa league because at the start of the season on all the forums we were saying you know 7th uh, 8th challenging for 6th would be a good season for us but because of the start we had up to the restart in the, in July um the expectations obviously rose uh but I was really happy with the Europa League I don't know how we would have got on with that squad 
in the Champions League. Um, you know, progressing in the Europa League through the group stages was a realistic um, uh, option for us, and we came through it. And I think it's been a good learning curve for the club. Um, in terms of this season, um, we are the only club that's not been out of the top four, uh, which is unbelievable uh, for our club. And um, I think um, when you consider the injuries we've had, um, it's been an unbelievable season again. Um, what, what have you made of this season? Well, to build up uh, from missing out the Champions League spot to directly transition into this season, it was tough because several of our players were initially out, Madison, Ricardo Pereira, and then we lost Chilwell to Chelsea. And I don't. I wasn't too uh, unhappy about losing him. Me too, because I really like the young players that we develop in our academy and. Uh, when they leave, I just don't see the point because we are a proper top four side now. And and uh, out of all of us, the players should recognize it more because they play for the team. They play mm -hmm. for the badge and they should know that it's, it's a proper top four side and they are they can contest for the title if they stay. Mm -hmm. And uh, previously also, we saw several players after, after we won the title leave like Kante um, and uh, Drinkwater, Riyad Mahrez, everybody leave. But not everybody was happy after leaving because their form sort of dropped and that will that will always be the case because when you go to a rich club a top four club as they are called you will face competition for your role you will have to strike for your minutes you are comfortable in this situation you are playing with your uh, known acquaintances and all of a sudden under a new system new pressure and you have to justify the price tag that you were brought in and we sell players at a, at a higher price tag than they actually deserve. I feel that because Harry Maguire is no way no way he's 80 million and we do a great business and that's one of the reasons that I love this club so much because they're so, so economical with their investments. They don't always pay off like uh, Slimani and a few others. They don't always pay off but when they do that's remarkable and uh, so this season a lot of injuries kept on happening, happening, re-happening and uh, we lost Jamie Vardy. Despite of losing all, all of our attacking options, I think we still snatched a points or two or three from all the opportunities that we were given. We lost a few games that were easy, that were expected that we'll win against Burnley, Aston Villa, Fulham. But at the same time, nobody expected us to beat Manchester City, Liverpool, draw with yeah. Manchester United at the late moment, dying moments of the game. Uh, Win at Arsenal, win at Tottenham. Yeah, absolutely. Just a couple of points on that one. Uh, Tilwell, he lost a lot of fans um, at the end of the his career here because of um, his attitude towards um, you know wanting a move. He wasn't, and um, the way he was too friendly with some of the opposition players after the games, it didn't go down well here. Uh, Slimani, I do feel for him. I don't think we played his natural game. He's that you know the guy in the box. Uh, we have to put, yeah, yeah. When when we played to his strengths, he he came through for us, and I think um, I do feel for him. Um, I think he could have um, done a job for us, but it's good to see uh, Kel uh, back on the scoring sheets. I think that'll be a, a good confidence boost for him in the latter part of the season. Um, but a big question uh, in terms of um, people uh, in India or outside. Uh, uh, What's more important to you guys, top four or the FA Cup? Uh, I would say FA Cup. 
Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Because yes, that's, a, that's, a, that's a realistic approach to the game. I think a silverware would boost up the confidence of a team. Yeah. Champions League is that you are going to face, you're, have, you're going to have a grueling next season. You are not going to get proper rest. If, mm. if it's up to me, I will always take FA Cup because it's a prestigious trophy. It adds mm. to the value of the club. And uh, there's a silverware, a guaranteed silverware in. Yeah, most in Leicester fans here, you, if you ask them in the city, that's the one trophy they want. I mean, from a young age, it's one trophy that we all wanted to win. We know the history. We've been in four finals and lost, uh, but the FA Cup is the big one. So that's the big game next Sunday. Um, it's going to be a late one for you. It's five o'clock here, so it'll be quite late for you guys, but I'm sure you'll be staying up. What is the fan base like in India in terms of Leicester? It's growing. I mean, uh, like, I am a fan of football and I my favourite players are Lionel Messi and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So, I've got their last jerseys here. Yeah, and, fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, and my favourite club is Leicester. So, people don't get why do I don't support these clubs. So, um, yeah, that's a passion that you need to reignite inside yourself. You have to see through the lens of a fan and I know here almost 99% of the people support, uh, I, I think 30% of them support other clubs, but the rest of them support Manchester United. I, I mean, it, it has been a household name. Everybody, those who don't even know all the players support the club and it gets a massive recognition. And uh, Leicester fans are coming up because they see the football. The fans of Leicester here are the real passionate football fans. They are not. They are not hungry for a trophy. They are not supporting just the club to be to look cool, to be famous. None of that. They just love the club and they are they are passionate about the team. They know each individual. They are they are having constant debates who should start in each game, whether Ilinacho should get more opportunities or the manager should trust Bardi up front. And there is all sorts of debate. 24-7. Uh, also in Twitter, I, I see a lot of fans growing slowly but steadily. That's really great to hear and hopefully we can get a lot more fans on the show uh, because there's nothing I like better than talking to uh, fellow Leicester fans around the world. Um, we've got a big game today um, against a club that's just sacked their manager yesterday, which has not gone down well with anybody, including me. I think they, it was really unfair on Chris Wilder. Um, what do you think of the game today, um, especially with Chelsea dropping two points yesterday? And um, we've got a few players coming back, Johnny Evans, Jose Perez. And the big one for me is Dennis Pratt. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant player. Um, what do you think of the game today against Sheffield? Uh, I think Dennis is going to start from the bench. Uh, and uh, the main concern is the attacking perspective. So Dennis Pratt coming in, surely gives us the edge over Sheffield and in Premier League it's never an easy game even without the manager despite they are at the last at the bottom of the table still it's a risky game for us because it's it's at home and we have been terrible in this season at home I don't know why that is but uh, yeah and the game's in two and a half hours and I, I feel that we're going to see Glacier um, Lenach get another one today I hope so. I hope so. I think last week's uh, performance wasn't good, but the result was so, so huge, beating uh, Brighton away. 
Um, I think um, we did some calculations. We need around 70 points to get into the top four. Um, so three points today will help towards that total. Akash, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Really, really great insight into the ISL, um, into uh, the uh, players that play there, and um, yeah, and obviously your love of uh, the Mighty Foxes. I can't thank you enough, and I really hope um, you'll come back on the show so we can talk more a lot more about uh, the Mighty Leicester City, because whenever I have never been on the show, it is about Chelsea. So I want to try and reduce that. All right. It's been a pleasure from my side as well. I hope today we win. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Asha. Akash. You stay uh, safe and um, we'll talk soon again. Thank you so much.